Hi, this week we are going to skip ahead in Matthew's Gospel. Over the last few weeks we've been travelling through chapter 5 and what we're doing this week is just skipping into chapter 6. Next week we're going to come back to the last verse of chapter 5 and Charles Old is going to talk to us about perfection. So watch out for that one. This week we're in the first verses and I'm going to read them to us and I'm then going to ask Wayne some questions which are going to help us think about them. So from verse 1 of chapter 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Excellent. Don't don't close it on the page. (laughs) (laughs) So, Wayne, when you were thinking about this passage earlier, what struck you? Uh, the first thing that struck me was, um, I don't think this is about giving. And we've been saying this with the Beatitudes the whole way through. When we think about the Beatitudes, it's, it's, it's almost the first place you need to go is to think about the heart attitude that Jesus mm. is tackling behind the subject. So straight away with this giving one, if you're a good Jew, actually it's laid down what you should give, when you should give, and how you should give. And so, so the question mark for Jew is not, you know, for Jewish person in Jesus' day is not, you know, you know, are you being a good Jew and following the law? The question mark is, is how are you giving? And we know from you know, the story of the widow's mite or um, the Pharisee and the tax collector, always that there was a way of performing your religious duties in the temple as such to draw attention to yourself. And I think that's what lies behind this. Um, the phrase that uh, in my head was, you know, where are you, who, who are you assigned post to? Who are you assigned post to? And so what Jesus is challenging is there is a way that I could perform in his day. There's a way I could perform my religious duties mm. such as that they, they pointed to me. Yeah. So I am a good Jew. I tithe i go to the temple and say my prayers i turn up at the synagogue on a saturday i presume a saturday you know um and and all of this points to me and what i do it's back to kind of a workspace righteousness that actually um you know what you might see of me and my faith is down to what you see me doing and how i do it okay so if i'm watching this and i just listen to you say workspace righteousness and i think oh yes i should know what that is but I don't know what that Thank is. You, good point. Help me to understand what you mean when you say that. So um, religions in the world generally fall into a, a number of categories. Um, one of them uh, is to be called is, is what you might term a pragmatic category, which is actually it's all about what you do. Uh, and so the idea is that uh, the good that you do uh, will merit reward in eternity and um, islam is a good example of a faith yeah. like that that your deeds are weighed at the end of the time and does your good outweigh your bad if anybody's got netflix and you've watched the good place which at times is brilliant that's the whole premise of of of, of eternal life is that the, the, you go to the good or the bad place depending on how much good or bad you've done it's yeah. weighed so a workspace righteousness is this sense of, so righteousness means to be right with god it is is that your state before god is based on the work that you have done okay now as christians we don't believe that remind us james what do we believe we believe that um it doesn't matter what you do no we <laughs> we believe that um uh god 
has given himself in Jesus Christ as a sacrifice to um, atone. You're going to come back to me and ask me to, 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 to make us one with God, to make a way back to the Father. And so we believe that we are saved from our sin by that grace which God has shown us in Jesus Christ and through our faith in him. So it is in confessing that Jesus is Lord and believing in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead that we are saved, Paul says to the church in Rome. So a works-based righteousness uh, is my works proving to God that I'm good enough for him to say you're righteous. We believe in kind of God's works-based righteousness that our state before God, our righteousness before God is based on the work that he has done. And Jesus on the cross. And therefore that our religious lives, and I I don't mean because we're not religious people, but the lives that we live, the lives of faith and what we do flow from what God has done for us and who we have become in Jesus. And as a response to that, as as opposed to in order to get anything. Yes. Now, the interesting thing is the audience that Jesus was speaking to are a people whose very identity is rooted in rescue. Yes. So they have been rescued from slavery in Egypt. They have been brought to the promised land and they have been established by God in the promised land and he has made their dwelling amongst them. And then, it, and when you read the Old Testament and the, the rules, the Torah, and, and they, they all flowed from who God is. So the Ten Commandments famously begin with, I am the Lord your God who has rescued you out of Israel, therefore. What was happening was people were forgetting that. Yes. They were forgetting that their identity was rooted primarily in the rescue and the act of God and more rooted in what they could do and how they could prove themselves. And, and even for Christians, this side of Pentecost and, and the work of the mm. Spirit in our lives, we can all too easily fall back into that, all too easily fall back into uh, an identity that's based on what we have done. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking at chapter 5 and how Jesus comes to a teaching that would have been popular at the time and he raises the bar and consistently the answer is Jesus to how do we live out this because actually the answer to how we deal with all the ethical problems of our time as well as the ethical issues that Jesus was Jesus followers were facing was actually it's in God and in his nature loving our enemies isn't something that comes naturally to us it's something that is in God's very nature and so when we have God in his fullness in us then we will love our enemies and so when we come to giving to the needy jesus doesn't use the same literary or it's not he doesn't use the same preaching device he doesn't say you've heard that it was said but i tell you but it is a similar principle he's he's laying out a cultural practice the religious practice of the time around giving and raising the bar again and saying actually this is about what's going on in your heart, in your heart inside you so, so he, so he doesn't say, you know, if you give, or why don't you think about giving others? He says, when you give, mm. there is no, there's no kind of question mark around are these people giving? It's more about how you give, and I think there are two things. I'm going to pick the Bible up, reach forward, and the, the couple of things that sort of jump out. So the first thing is, when you give, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. So the first thing about how we live our Christian lives is actually the, the is there's an old phrase that lots of people use about you know performing for the audience of one and what they mean is actually living our lives so that um we are we're, we're focused on God and his love for us the audience of one and that actually it doesn't matter mm. the good that we do 
um, and that other people don't see it because we know that he does. And even then, we know that actually we're not doing it in order to keep him happy. We're doing it because we love him, because he loves us. And so therefore it frees us up to expend energies in things that won't be seen by other people or even won't quite be measured by other people. One of the most amazing stories I know of um, somebody who does our job was somebody who retired and they'd been the vicar of one of the largest churches in the country mm. and it was only on their retirement that somebody um, uh, let out that they knew that that person walked the driveway. It was a city centre church, walked the driveway of their church at 6am most mornings collecting the litter that had blown in the day before and they never asked anybody else to do it and they never told anybody they did it they'd just been spotted by a couple of people and it's those kind of things that they, they did it in secret because they love the lord and they knew that the lord wanted the driveway of his church yeah, yeah. to be nice so, so we don't we don't just suddenly relocate the things that we do that are, are generous into areas of privacy because jesus tells us that that's the thing that we should do because then all we're doing is we're relocating yeah. our works what we're what Jesus is saying is underneath this is that it is in the very nature of God to love sacrificially and to to give in that self sacrificial love and so we shouldn't be anywhere near giving in order to get anything back like recognition, nor should we give in private to get recognition um from others so that we can say that we've done this or that it might happen people might discover that actually we we do it in those settings because when we we when we do it when no one is looking actually we're just we're we're practicing before god in that audience of one his nature and as you were saying about how he raises well the idea of your left hand not knowing what your right hand we all know that's not impossible you know my left hand cannot not know what my right hand does but he's saying it's a level of actually it's so it, it so doesn't matter to you um who see that nobody sees that you will just do this that's the first thing is that actually performing for the audience of one and the only way that we can be freed up to perform perform for the audience of one as it were to live our lives focused on god um is when we fully grasp how much he loves us when we experience the fullness of his love it kind of draws us back to him and what we know about that love is it doesn't preclude love for others actually it flows out to love for others but it's this idea that actually between me and the lord it doesn't matter what anybody else sees the second thing is, and I'm doing these backwards, but right. be careful not to practice your, your righteousness. It got me thinking about the, what is the righteousness that we do then practice. So, so, so we don't... So actually, if you read the book of Acts, you know, it talks about how um, everybody saw what they were doing because they were meeting in public and they were loving the widows and the orphans in public and the, the people around them were filled with awe and daily the Lord added to their number. So it's clear that we're not supposed to be a secret society or secret individuals. So what it is clear is that the... the the, the righteousness that we practice is his righteousness. And so it's actually a call to live lives where there is a massive gap between what we could do in our own strength and what we are doing, so that instead of being a signpost to me, I'm a signpost to him, or we're a signpost to him. So people, when people say, why do you run that? Or why do you love those people like that? Or how, how can your church do that? As a, you know, whatever it might be, um, you can say it's because of Jesus. Which is um, a really good challenge to us, I think. So I hear that and I immediately think, wow, in the last year, God has taught us so much as a church about practising his righteousness before others or for others. And so we're doing more for 
the city. A couple of years ago, we said that the danger is that we'd be, as a church, we'd be like puppies in a box licking each other. Lovely to look at, but actually having no effect on anyone else some around of us, them. Some of us don't think that's lovely to look at. <laughs> um, but, but actually, what would it be like if the church was removed? How would the, how would the city um, feel if we were removed? And I think now we're getting to a point where if B&A was removed from the city, there'd be lots of people that would feel the effect of that. Um, so I think we are doing that, but I think the challenge for us is to do that in such a way that if if God weren't there <laughs> as well as us, then it would be really obvious. Does that make sense? So I'm, you know, after this recording, I'm going down to to Soul Food, and we're going to serve food to people. And there's an extent to which we can do that in our own strength, but we want to get to a point where it's clear that unless God shows up this doesn't work yeah and we are hearing as james said we're hearing stories about it where i've you know stories from the food pantry where some of you probably watching is serving at the food pantry or i know stories of someone people have talked to people dropping at the food pantry about how god provides um and and shared that sense of his righteousness that way so so we're seeing this in our church and i think what jesus is saying is i'd love i'd love to show you more so 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 that's the first first thing was no the yeah so I was gonna let's let's go back and review so the first thing is the most important thing is our hearts yeah. and our relationship with the Lord and I think that is shot through all the beatitudes second thing uh, and then the second thing is live lives uh, that practice His righteousness yeah. so that what you do what we do clearly goes there's something going on here and the only answer, the answer has to be Jesus Sunday school answer um, and and a church a community of believers a community of people who are living in the love of God like that and not bothered what anybody else thinks and then practicing his righteousness living in such a way that demonstrates the provision and the acts of God um, are truly beginning to live out a kind of a kingdom lifestyle and extend the kingdom in the way that actually that's what we are called to do and then was the third thing no there wasn't okay I only had two. Oh, that's that... really good um, normally we have three things because that's how we're wired as preachers yeah. okay so um should we should we do ministry? Yeah, yeah, let's let's pray.